The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome back to the Source of Truth podcast. Thanks for joining us as we are studying through the Word of God uh, verse by verse. Uh, every day, Monday to Friday, we are currently still in the book of Colossians. We started this a week, a week or so ago, or two weeks ago now, and uh, we are coming towards the end of Colossians chapter 1. And we'll continue for the next few weeks looking through verse by verse, section by section, really simply unpacking the Word of God, unpacking it, helping us to understand uh, not my opinion of what's going on, but what does the Bible say? What does that mean? And what does that mean to my life? I do believe this. Bible says that word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It is a guide. It is something that helps to direct me, point me in the right direction. It is something I am to follow. It's not just a good book of information. It's not just a book of history. It is something that should compel me and lead me. So when I learn these things, I also learn how they should change my life. So Colossians chapter 1, we're actually going to start, we finished yesterday, verse 22. What we're going to do is we're actually going to kind of pick up in the middle of verse 22 for a level of context and look at 23 and 24. So let's, let's go ahead and read all of verse 22. Colossians 1, 22. In the body of his flesh, through death, to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. If you continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which ye have heard, and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I am, I, Paul, am a made a minister, who now rejoice in my suffering for you, and fill up that which is beyond, behind of all the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church. So he starts in the middle of 22. We talked about yesterday all of the work that's done to reconcile us his work he does, it's very practical. It's what we also call positional. I am saved. I am righteous. I, I am right before God, not because of what I do or who I am, not because of how good I am or all that my good outweighs my bad. None of that is scriptural. I am positionally righteous before God because of what Jesus has done. And through his work, and then I accept his work into my life, that reconciles me to Almighty God. I am saved. I am righteous. And I have a guaranteed home in heaven. But then what we talk, next thing that happens is, and this is what happens that that idea talks about the idea that I am saved I am sanctified I am holy I am justified but now now there's other processes and the next process the ultimate process called glorification that is when we either God comes back on the rapture or we go home through death and we spend we're in heaven we're in the presence of God we receive our glorified bodies and we spend eternity in heaven we are in the presence of God um, and this situation also between those, between the day that I'm saved and the day that I get glorified body, there is this process of growth, a process of living. We call that sanctification. And that is the daily process of God teaching me and developing me into the image of Jesus Christ. Please understand it's sanctification. It's a process done to me. Now, I hope we understand something. This is one of those unique, it's, it's like salvation. I don't have to get saved. Sanctification, I don't have to grow. I go to the Word of God. I learn things. God teaches me things. He teaches me things through my own Bible reading. He teaches me things through going to church and, and singing and hearing the worship and, and, and learning from the Word of God through preaching. He teaches me things through mistakes that I make in life. He teaches me things through the battles and the trials that I go through. And like James, count it all joy when you fall in or find yourself in multiple trials and tribulations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith works or develops patience, the word patient, you know, and patience develops perfection. It's maturity. It's developing more in me Christian 
maturity. Not knowledge, and by the way, there's a big difference. This is not knowledge of Christianity. This is not knowledge of the Word of God. You can have large amounts of knowledge of the Word of God and yet be very immature in your Christian life. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us that knowledge puffs up. So knowledge, the more knowledge I have about the Bible, can actually put pride in my life, which is one of the levels of immaturity in my Christian life. So if I have all this knowledge and I think I've arrived, it might be the reason why I'm not growing in Christ. Please understand, it's not knowledge alone that does it. It's a knowledge that doesn't compel me. He says in James, be doers of the word, not hearers only. If the knowledge does not compel me to action, then it only builds up and puffs me up and it makes me proudful. I'm not learning. So that's what we're talking about here, the sanctification daily growth process of God. So let's unpack these verses and see what saying about it. In the middle of verse 22, Jesus is to present us holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight, in the sight of God. He does that initially practically through the death on the cross and his work through reconciliation. Now he does it through the daily. Now it's actually done through the Holy Spirit work in my life daily. What are we trying to do? Here's what he tells us to do. We will be presented well. We will grow in maturity, verse 23, if we continue in the faith, in the faith of Christ, grounded and settled Please understand, grounded and settled. I'm, I'm not going to Christ wondering, I don't know if this is true. Maybe this religion's right. Maybe, no, no. I go to the truth of the word of God and acknowledge. I don't acknowledge that the preacher is my source of, of, of answers. I don't acknowledge that another person who has been saved longer than me is my source of knowledge. I go to the truth of God. The Bible is, and hopefully other, these other people can help me see that. But it is the word of God that, that as I'm grounded in. I'm grounded and settled. I'm not wondering. I'm not moving. I'm not going back and forth trying to figure it out. I am settled because it's in the word of God. Then he says, be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which ye have heard and which was preached to every creature. The hope of the gospel, the truth of salvation. Remember the gospel is the truth of the good news of Jesus that brings me salvation. And that sticks with me to the day I get to heaven that he's working in me, he's teaching me, he loves me, he's protecting me, he's providing for me. All these different things are part of the gospel moving forward to the day that I am taken to heaven. If I stay there and if I'm not moved away, again, this church has been brought in a lot of new doctrine, wrong doctrine, but different doctrine. And so and this different doctrine was different than the gospel. It, it was complicated. It was not simplistic. And simply what it was doing, it was saying is, well, what these other preachers have taught you about the simplicity of the gospel and of Jesus, some of it's good, but you sometimes you need more. It's not, it's, it's just too simple. It's not enough. And the simplicity of the gospel gets crowded down. One of the things that I've learned in most other teachings, other denominations, religions that really don't believe in the simplicity that Christ is enough, that in Christ alone my hope is found. They don't believe that. They don't necessarily try to tell me that Jesus is wrong. They don't try to tell us that we should stay from Jesus. They don't try to tell us how bad we are in these areas. Here's what they tell us. This is all good and well, but you also need this. Okay, You also need tradition. You also need all of these other sacraments. You also need all these other things you need to do. And then with all the things in the Bible and all these other things, and hopefully when you, get, when you come to the end of your life, you've been good enough. Uh, the fact is, that's just not Bible. That's just not what God said. These extra things I do do not gain me salvation, and, and, and these, these things I do give me maturity. So the key, though, is I must be grounded in this simple truth. If I, if I start questioning salvation, am I saved? What is the truth? All these things, I'm never going to grow. And so as long as I'm not settled and I'm not really sure and I'm not established in the, in the gospel, well, then I'm going to wander. So I got to come back that my salvation is through Jesus in Christ alone. It's work he's done. Now that I've been saved, I grow in that. 
because I'm established in the Word of God. I'm established in the fact that no matter what I learn from the Word of God, that's the truth I hold to. That gives me maturity to move on. Then he says, you know, we're, we are, um, he goes, which we have heard and preached to every gospel, then he ta- or to every creature. Then he says, which I, which is under heaven, where I, Paul, am a minister, made a minister. Now he does say, this is the gospel preached to every creature. And the point is that God has a plan that everybody on the earth well, at some point, I've heard the gospel. Now, there's a lot. We won't spend time in it now. If you go to Romans 1 and 2, it talks about how that is possible to be able to be done. Let's just go to the end of verse 23. He says, Paul, I'm a man made a minister. Verse 24, who now rejoice in my sufferings. How would, why would you rejoice in my sufferings? Why for you? To fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake of the church. He was hoping that the afflictions he went through would have been seen by the church, would have been encouraged. Here, here's probably the most practical, simple way to look at it. When the church when the church was going to go through its own battles, its own trials, individuals, the church itself was going to go through its own battles, its own trials, its own tribulations, they could look to Paul and say, not only, you know, obviously Paul is of God. He's gone through battles, so and he's able to make it and encourages, it would encourage this church to keep going forward. We, as the modern day 21st century church, will still go through its battles, will still go through its struggles, Satan's still attacking it, carnal Christians sometimes will help, all these things can happen. There's, there is just, it's not perfect because it's human. The institution is ordained by God, but humans bring the flaws to it, right? And so when we look at that, we have these battles and we say, Lord, what's going on? We can go look back at the word of God, at the trials that men like the Apostle Paul went through and be reminded that this is, this is not abnormal, this is not weird, and God will work it out in the end if we stay firm to the truth of what's going on. And that's what we want to encourage you to do today. Stay firm to what you know. I mean, we study the Word of God, we grow in it, but when you start hearing things that contradict the Word of God, don't, just don't. Just stay away from it. It's not worth it. Stay, compare it to the Bible and stay to the Bible and let that be your grounding force. Let that be the thing that settles you so that when things are unsettled in your life, the Word of God is the thing that holds you there. And allow it to be that thing that grows you. Immaturity, developing. So I'm constantly allowing God to do. I'm growing in Him and what He brings. I go to the Word of God to allow it to make me stronger in Him. And that's what I'm striving to do. Well, again, thanks for joining us this entire week as we finish off the week together today. Appreciate the opportunity to be in your life and to be part of your day and you bringing this into your home or work or whatever it is. We greatly appreciate that and we hope it's a help. And uh, we'll be back next Monday as we continue to pick up where we left off. And so we're glad you joined us today. We hope you join us again on Monday.